They may be called the next generation, but they're the church of today. Reach, disciple, and mobilize students to share the hope of the gospel. This is Next Gen On Mission with Shane Pruitt and Paul Wooster. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Next Gen on Mission podcast. My name is Shane Pruitt, National Next Gen Evangelism Director for the North American Mission Board. And today, got a very special guest on this kind of a standalone episode. If you've been journeying with us through uh, Next Gen on Mission, the podcast, you'll know we kind of drop in seasons where we'll record a whole season, drop it, record a whole season, drop it. But this is a special standalone episode with my brother, my co-labor in the ministry, my friend, Paul Wooster, who serves on our Next Gen team as the National Collegiate Evangelism Director for the North American Mission Board. He's an author, a father, a communicator, a creator of resources, like the guru of collegiate ministry, all of those things, a surfer, all those things. <laughs> a dear friend of mine. So he's on the podcast today and we're doing a special standalone episode because we are going to talk about collegiate evangelism, collegiate ministry, but we also have a very special announcement coming up for the future of this podcast that we love. And it's been so cool to watch this podcast grow. And we thank you for uh, taking this journey with us, listening, sharing, uh, giving it a rating and all those things. Thank you so much for doing that. And we got a special announcement we're super excited about. So be sure you stick with us to the very end of this particular episode. But Paul, my man, my brother, welcome to the Next Gen on Mission podcast. And we'll be making an announcement. It will not be for the last time. Awesome. Yeah, man. I'm so glad to be here. I've been loving this podcast. I've been binging it. And a little known fact, Shane and I have a little bromance going on, tagging each other in all the Instagram posts. So our wives are both jealous. They get in our ear. They're like, are you sure you want to be? Yeah, no, we do. We, we love each other. Love you, man. Respect you. So glad I get to work with you. I feel the same, man. And we do, man. It's kind of like, it's just an understanding of everything you post, I post. We kind of share it for each other, man. It's been <laughs> awesome. Yep. Love it. Hey, well, man, we're going to talk about reaching college students with the gospel, but we're also going to talk about a Next General Mission podcast announcement. But before we do that, hey, let's, before we get too spiritual, before we get too deep and uh, um, some really cool things, let's talk about something fun. All right. So what is one fun fact about you that we should know that maybe we don't already know? Yeah, I'm a twin brother. I have a twin brother named David. He's at San Diego. I'm in Northern California. He's in Southern California. So he gets to surf a lot more than me. And I also have two younger brothers that are twins and they're only two years apart from us. So my, my parents couldn't have kids for eight years and they were praying and praying. And so they always say, be careful what you pray for. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, two sets of twins. That's awesome. They went to zero to four in two years, man. That's like, like moving from no defense to like zone defense all within like two years, man. Yeah. Yeah. And we were all on the same high school basketball team. So the announcer had the hardest time. He was like, Wooster, pass it to Wooster, pass it. It was just bad. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're four fifths of the starting lineup by yourself, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a blast growing up, growing up with all those brothers. I love it, man. Well, Paul, hey, as you know, we always ask this question to all of our great guests uh, on the Next Gen Mission podcast. And it's so fun to hear the different responses. What do we need to know? 
about Generation Z? What do we need to know about the generation that's currently in college, high school, junior high? What do we need to know about them? Man, one thing, all the books and articles, there's a lot of books and articles and things that are, are talking about how many of them are falling away from faith. But what I've discovered is, yes, that is true. But there's also so many that are so open to the gospel. God is moving in this generation on the college campuses and among the youth. Man, there is such a movement of God of conversions happening um, that it just doesn't get the same press. Uh, but I'm seeing it. I know you're seeing it, Shane. Um, there's a, the harvest is plentiful. Matthew 9, 36 to 38. It says the harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. Um, and so that is so true on our campus at Chico state, we've seen over 200 students come to know Christ last school year. And so it's, it's amazing. It's true that they are harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd, but the truth, the reality is even now, the problem is not with the harvest. The harvest is plentiful. The problem is a lack of laborers. And so that's something we've seen. And we're also seeing that they are hungry for an authentic, zealous faith. They don't want to just live a lukewarm American version of faith. They want to see real revival happening. And so on our campus, we're also seeing kind of this revival movement of multiple prayer meetings happening at six in the morning. <laughs> so if you know anything about college students, like, dude, that's a miracle right there. Yeah, that's um, right, man. That's a picture of revival breaking out right there when you get college students to wake up at 6 a.m. to pray, man. That's awesome. I love that. And yeah, man, like you said, I've seen the same thing as well. In fact, I've been telling people, I've probably seen more college students, high school students, junior high students get flat out saved in the last two years and probably the previous 15 years of ministry combined. And I think a lot of that is because with Generation Z, they're almost like a post-Christian generation as a result of a post-Christian culture. There's not a lot of cultural Christianity with Gen yeah. Z. They either know they're Christian or they know they're not. Um, and so it's a great opportunity for the gospel. But here's what I've seen is that when they get saved, man, they get saved and they go all in and they are like warriors for the gospel, man. I love it. It's exciting, man. I'm super pumped to be a part of what God's doing in this generation. Yeah, man. I love it. So, hey, in that, why, I, I, and obviously we know the spiritual reason why we need to reach teen, uh, college students with the gospel, but what is unique about college students and this particular stage in their life, why it's so important to reach them and mobilize them with the gospel? Yeah, honestly, what I've seen is basically the way I would define it is we've dropped the baton. The church has dropped the baton there. We've done a lot of good job with youth ministry, but a lot of times it's almost like a waterfall. There's just like students are dropping off the edge. Some of the statistics say that 70% of those that grow up in church do not return to church after college. And um, so I was just at this church, Church at the Mill, and I got to give a shout out to Adam and Chandler. They're doing a great job there. And Chris, um, they put together a retreat for high school seniors with the college pastor and the high school pastor. And at the end of the year to make that handoff and they teach them and they're giving them my book, The Fuel and the Flame. And so I love to see that. That's something I want to see happen. One of the objectives that we have at NAM is we want to help with that handoff. Um, so I think that's so important. The other thing is they are open. College students are in, in the lost college students are some of the most open people on the planet to the gospel because most of them come to Christ in trouble and transition and go, moving to college is one of the biggest transitions in a person's life. 
So I see the college campus as the bottleneck. Like it's the front lines of the battle for the next generation. Kind of like that bridge on Saving Private Ryan, how like if they, they had to win that, that place. And so I believe the college campus is the place that we have to win as the church if we're going to see this next generation reached. Because not only is, our, is all the young people going there, but they're, they're like funneling through the next generation of our church leaders, our pastors, our church planners, our missionaries. They're all going to be going through that. So we have to double down our efforts on college campus. I could talk all day about that because I'm just like, man, I'm about to cry right now. Just thinking, just we have to put a stake in the ground. The church will reach the campus. And so I'm so excited that NAM is stepping in in a fresh way to reach, reach the campuses. Yeah, I agree, Paul. And I love what you said about trouble and transition. That's true. That's typically where people come to know Jesus. Uh, that's why we need to fortify those bridges. I love that illustration from Save at Private Ryan. <clears throat> and the flip side is also true. Sometimes it's in trouble and transition where we lose people too, like in those yep. gaps. Yep. And so I love what you guys are doing at Chico State. And man, that was one of the main reasons that I loved uh, the opportunity of bringing you on to our next gen team is because when I looked at Paul Wooster, I was like, it's not just theory for him. It's not just something he read in a book or learned in a classroom. Like his classroom is the front lines. He's like actually doing it. He's in that mission field. He's doing what he's saying. Um, and so tell us about what God has done at Chico State, man, because it's been really incredible to watch. Yeah, the baseline, the way I would describe what God has done is spiritual multiplication. So it just started with my wife and I, and by the first year, we had 12 students total, <laughs> okay? And then the next year, we had about 25, And but we discipled them, and our goal is to help a student go from lost to labor in one year. And so it's all about discipleship in the context of evangelism. So they're watching how we share the gospel and we use a tool called gospel appointments, which is just what's what it sounds like. It's an appointment to share the gospel. And we're seeing actually, we're seeing that tool spread across the nation where people are leading others to Christ. And you can check that out at gospelappointments.com. We have all the tools there. But I'm thinking about a girl named Mariana. She's probably the most shy girl that you've ever met. Okay. <laughs> she, she just wouldn't speak up in a meeting or anything like that, but she'll go up to people after our large group meeting and she'll make small talk and she'll say, Hey, I would love to get to know you better. Tell you more about what our ministry is all about. And during her college experience, she led over 20 girls to faith in Christ. And wow. then she started discipling those girls. And then they even had a downline of other girls that they led to Christ that we're discipling others. So yeah, it was just amazing. That's amazing. That is amazing. I love that. And so with that late, uh, what was it? Lost the labor. I love that. So what are some practical ways to reach spiritually lost college students? Like you talked about, I love that journey from lost to labor. So what are some practical ways to reach college students for the gospel and then train them to share the gospel with their peers to becoming a laborer? So explain that a little bit to us from lost to labor, because I love that you shared that. I think you and I, we probably have had a hundred, you know, a hundred plus conversations over the last, you know, uh, six months. And I've never heard you say it like that. And I love that, Paul. So talk about some practical ways to reach lost college students with the gospel and then train them to share the gospel with their peers to become a laborer. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's all about helping students think like a missionary. So a missionary looks at the city and they break it up into different people groups. And it's the same way on the college campus is that the college campus is more like a waffle than it is a pancake. Okay. Yeah. Are you hungry? Which I love both. All right. I, I yeah, just want to put that out there. I love both with uh, some bacon. All right. There you go. Yeah, for sure. So we want to get the syrup of the gospel into every nook and cranny on campus. For example, the athletes don't hang out with the, the band or the, um, the fraternities and sororities. They're in their own little niche that we have to reach. And so what we've done is we're challenging students to go in and actually rush fraternities or rush mm -hmm. sororities or move into the dorms, the freshman dorms, so that they can reach freshmen. So there was this guy named Matt that he was actually a junior and he rushed the Alpha Sig fraternity. He moved in there and he made friendships. He was living on mission as a missionary. We even like prayed for him, sent him in, like as if he was just going into an unreached people group. And his first evangelistic Bible study he started, he had 16 dudes show up to that. And they were all non-Christians. It was amazing. So it was incredible just to see the conversations, how authentic they were. And so we're seeing like little gospel movements cropping up like the football team. We've led about eight guys on the football team to Christ. Um, and so we're just seeing that like that people group mindset, that movement mindset um, on our campuses. Man, I love that, Paul. Like how authentic and real college students are. You know, when I'm around them, you're around. I just love how real and authentic they are. And it's so cool to see, like like you said, I love that, that waffle illustration to see college students come to know Jesus and then they're saved to be sent as missionaries into these like pockets, into these niches uh, to reach people who are far from God with the gospel, man. I love that. What an awesome picture of what God's doing. And we want to see that spread across the nation. So yep. Paul, once again, like I said, man, that's why I brought you on our team. Like it's not just theory, you're a practitioner. God's doing great things through you. And so I love that you're now in this national role as collegiate uh, evangelism director for the Southern Baptist convention um, uh, here at NAM. And so give us man, like your vision uh, to reach college students, to reach college campuses, uh, to equip and empower collegiate leaders, whether that's college pastors, uh, BCM directors, like give us your vision of seeing a movement of God uh, in collegiate ministries across the United States. Yeah, I'm deeply burdened by the fact that we need to reach these campuses. And our goal is to reach, equip, and mobilize students and their leaders um, and through catalytic events, reproducible resources, and customized coaching. So we want to just not only reach them and discover them, we want to develop and deploy them. We want to see them go from loss to labor and then sent to on church planning teams or also starting new collegiate ministries. So I've got like a hundred <laughs> not a hundred ideas, but uh, I, you know, Shane, I've seen well, you. A it's 98. I think it's 98. <laughs> a bunch of strategic yeah. ideas um, that we'll just roll out one at a time. But basically we want to not only do catalytic events, we want to provide customized coaching. And so I think about this guy named Noah. Um, he's on this campus and he had one of the biggest ministries, collegiate ministries on this campus. And he called me up like a year ago and was said, man, we have a great ministry. We're seeing a lot of good things happen, but it's been years since we've led someone to Christ. And so I started coaching him 
and working with him. And then in the last year, he's seen over a dozen students come to Christ through personal gospel conversations. And so it's those tweaking. Uh, it's okay to have like a big group, but really, I think we need to change the scorecard of what success in ministry is. We need to see conversions and we need to see laborers raised up and sent out. Yeah, I agree, man. I love that 100%. Hey, and speaking of, you know, one of the resources we have in the equipping side of things is this podcast, the Next Gen on Mission podcast. And so, man, it's been two seasons of me rolling solo. Um, And so, man, I'm excited for us uh, to make an announcement. And what I mean rolling solo on this and being hosting it by myself but we've had in some incredible guests in with us that's been amazing, so rich. But no longer rolling solo. Man, we're about to roll duos, man. So tell us, uh, I'm so excited to announce this. So tell us what is about to take place with the Next Gen on Mission podcast. Yeah, we were talking and we're super pumped because I think having three of us on there, you know, Shane and I, and then our guests, man, our next season, the guests we have, I'm like blown away that they even are answering our emails. Okay. We got some amazing guests and I think having three of us on there, if we don't step on each other's toes too much, it'll provide a really good conversational approach and just like it'll... We'll, we'll be goofy. We'll be fun. Um, it'll be it'll be a ton of fun just um, as we line up new guests and challenge from different perspectives. So that that's that's my goal on it. Absolutely, man. So we are so excited to announce that Paul will be joining as a co-host on the Next Gen on Mission podcast, and we'll be on every episode where Paul and I are co-hosting, and we'll still invite in guests for every episode where we'll continue to have these dialogues and these discussions on reaching, mobilizing, equipping, discipling the next generation to be the church of today and continue on with our vision. Our vision is that this would be a help for pastors and college pastors and BCM directors and youth pastors, student pastors, children's pastors, that it would be a help for next-gen leaders, but it would also be a great place where uh, young adults, college students, high school students, junior high students can find a home on this podcast as well. So we'll continue on with the big vision, but we're excited for Paul to join on, have his perspective of have his wisdom and experience to join on. And we're going to have a lot of fun. We'll definitely dive into some fun conversations, some deep things. We'll do a lot of laughing, I'm sure. Uh, May even do a little bit of crying, you know. Um, We are so excited to have Paul join us. And we're so excited to continue this journey with you as listeners. And thank you so much for supporting this podcast and sharing it with others. And so, Paul, we want to continue uh, this tradition, man. We always close uh, this podcast with the same on mission charge. The heart behind this podcast is to see the next generation realize they are actually the now generation, not just the future of the church, but they are the church right now. They have a mission now. So give us one closing thought on this and one practical next step. Yeah, my thought applies actually to leaders and to any students listening is that God wants to use you. Like John 15, 5, Jesus said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And so there's so many people, whether you're a young person or whether you're a leader, a lot of us, if we're honest, we struggle with insecurity. But the promise in this passage, John 15, 5, is that you will bear much fruit, okay? It's not your job 
to change the world, okay, it's your job to abide in Christ. It's your job to connect with Christ on a daily basis. And then he promises to bear fruit out of our lives. And so for me, I just keep coming back to that passage. Um, when you're feeling kind of self-confident, <laughs> that phrase, apart from me, you can do nothing. Man, that hits me every time because then I realize I never want to go into business as usual ministry. I need to rely on Christ. And really, it's about your prayer life. It's about your devotional life. And so never try to do ministry in your own strength. And so for me, even the last few years, man, I felt really convicted. I need to deepen my prayer life. And so I've learned that the most productive hour of my day is my time alone with God. More important than any meeting, anything, it's that one-on-one time praying and getting into the scriptures. Awesome, Paul. Hey, Paul, thank you so much for your time, man. So excited about you joining the Next Gen on Mission podcast. Uh, Man, you've been a huge blessing uh, to the Next Gen team at NAMM. Uh, and I'm so excited to see what God continues to do through you for you to join this podcast. And Paul and I are about to start recording season three immediately, where we'll have 10 brand new episodes with all new guests that will drop very, very soon. Paul, real quick, tell us um, how people can connect with you, find you on social media, find you online. Where can people connect with you? Yeah, I'm all over social media. Paul Wooster is just my name. So somehow I got my name. I have a unique name. So there we go. And then my email, pwooster at nam.net. So we'll put it in the show notes as well. Awesome, brother. Hey, can't wait to continue this journey with you, man, and this new journey of the podcast. And friends, thank you so much for listening to the Next Gen on Mission podcast. If you have questions on reaching the next generation, please email us at evangelism at nam.net. We'll try to address those on a future podcast. Thank you once again for supporting this podcast. So if you enjoy what you're hearing, please feel free to give us a rating. Uh, share it on social media, share it with your friends, share it with those in your ministry. And we pray that you have a great rest of your day and tell somebody about Jesus.